We now begin a whole new Masechta. This is Maseches Bavakama. And the truth is, it's not just a new Masechta, it's a new Seder of Mishnayis. Uh, it's the fourth of the sixth Dharm. It's the Seder of Nazikin. And uh, therefore, I want to do a quick introduction to the Seder itself as well. Uh, Seder Nazikin is the halachas that govern the Torah's view of establishing a just society. And uh, that's really a mouthful. Now, I think those who live in Western societies think of just societies being predicated on ensuring people have their rights protected. But really, the Torah's focus not on individuals protecting their rights, but rather on the obligation of the individual to ensure that he is responsible for his actions, for his property, and to act you know, justly and righteously. So that's the folk point of Seder Nazikin. Uh, as we have it today, it's 10 separate Masechtas. Uh, originally, there were fewer. I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, all those Masechtas essentially have both a Yushalmi and a Bavli on them, uh, with two exceptions, which I'll explain in a moment as well. Uh, the first Masechta, Bavakama, which is our Masechta, means the first gate, which is a funny name, given that the second Masechta is called Bava Matsya, the middle gate, and the third, Bava Basra, the final gate. And the reason why uh, those are called by those names is because originally there was one Masechta called Maseches Nazikin, the book, the, the tractate on damages, um, which was 30 prakim long, uh, which was later divided up into three sub-Masechtas, each of 10 prakim, which is how we have it today. So you have first Bavakama, our Masechta, and that really deals with uh, damages that can be inflicted on another person's property or his person. Um, and I'll go through the Masechta a little more um, in detail later on. Then you have Bava Metzia, the next 10 prakim, and that deals with other kinds of financial obligations um, that arise not necessarily from damage, but other kind of commercial activities, such as um, employment law, or if you are contesting who owns an object, or if you find something, your obligations to do Hashavah Seveda and return the object. Um, there are rules about ona, like ex- um, improper business exploitation, and ribis, charging interest, um, as well as um, rules over um, employment, such as you know, different kinds of employment contracts like Kablonas, Arisas, Kira, and so on. Um, and, uh, and finally, the rules of, of uh, Amashkon, you know, uh, deposits and that kind of thing. Then the third uh, is Bava Basra, uh, which deals primarily with uh, real estate law and partnership law. Um, and then at the end, it also has the, the laws that apply to Yerusha inheritance, as well as contract law, the actual rules for establishing and writing, drafting, Ashtaros contracts under Jewish law. So those three together are basically the primary um, repository of all of Jewish civil law, uh, the halachas as they govern, you know, um, torts and the like. Then you have um, the next two mesechtas, which are Sanhedrin and Makos, which also originally were uh, ostensibly one large mesechta, um, broken up into two today. Uh, Sanhedrin deals with uh, the laws as applied to, to judges and, um, and and rulers, governments, kings, um, as well as um, capital punishment. So Mises Bezdin, the four ways in which uh, a person could be executed by the courts. And then Makos, which again literally means lashes, um, deals with also Malkus, the actual administration, corporal punishment, lashes, which is sort of the primary way in which um, people who, who break um, Mitzvah Slosas get punished under whatever circumstances. Um, but Makos also deals with some other topics, including um, the halachas regarding Adim, witnesses who testify before 
a court, um, Adam Zolman, this unusual case of conspiring witnesses, um, and also this, this topic of gullus, where a person who uh, murders uh, accidentally under certain circumstances ends up being exiled to one of these um, Ari Miklat and the like. So those two together, Arsene Hedger and Makos. Uh, so those are the first five. Uh, then you have Shvuos, which is to do with oaths. That means an administration of oaths in a Jewish court of law under certain circumstances, um, when people are fighting and the like. Uh, then you have the... So those six all have Bavli and Yushan, like I said before. The next is Meseches Edios. Meseches Edios, which means testimonies, it's really a hodgepodge of halachas um, where people had a specific tradition which they testified uh, in front of the Bezin, the Sanhedrin, um, during the period when Rabbi Gamliel, who had become the Nasi immediately after uh, the Chorban of, of Bayasheni, uh, was temporarily replaced by Rabbi Elizabeth Nazaria, and they opened up the doors to the base of Midrash, and people from all over um, uh, the Jewish people would test- testified uh, Bobo Yom at that time uh, on uh, regarding regarding various traditions they had. So those traditions are recorded in Edios. There is uh, not a, a Bavli or Yishalmi on Maseches Edios. Uh, then you have Maseches Avodazara, which deals with the laws pertaining to idolatry and the prohibitions against it and proscriptions against things that are were used for idolatrous purposes and so on, as well as, um, you know, and the like. So the reason why it's featuring over here in Nazikin is because uh, Avodah Zara is a capital crime, which needs to be, needs to be carried out by, by a, a Sanhedrin, and that being the case, it comes here in, in Nazikin. Uh, there is a Baal Vinyushalim both of, on, on Avodah Zara. They have Maseches Avos. Maseches Avos there's no Bavi Yerushalmi, uh, but I think it's very familiar to us all. It really is the ethical principles that originate from Harsinai, but that were amplified and spoken out by various, and sort of exemplified by various um, Tanaim. So it sets forth the entire um, Jewish worldview in terms of ethical behavior, um, how one ought to live his life, um, as opposed to just specific do's and don'ts, um, much larger issues. Um, and of course, if you frame Nazikin as the Torah's uh, recipe for establishing a just society, so then Avos certainly, um, uh, you know, essentially comes first and foremost as a topic. Um, others talk about why Avos is, is in this in Seder Nazikin. They suggest, for example, that the Dayanim, the Jewish leadership, should exemplify good ethical behavior, therefore belongs here. Uh, but to me, it's, it fits in in a much more bigger picture. And then finally, Horios. Horios, the final Masech, the 10th, is got to do with, means rulings, and it has to do with the very unusual cases uh, of, you have a Sanhedrin, uh, which rules erroneously, and then essentially backtracks, and there's scenarios in which if they permitted the Kalah Yisrael to do certain things, which they, they later said were forbidden, and those things um, carried the penalty of Karas, so then there's a special carbon to be brought. And also we talk about mistakes, not just for Sanhedrin, but also mistake mistaken uh, rulings that were given by a king or by a Kohen Gadol in certain circumstances um, and the procedures that are followed in those cases. And the last point, just worth speaking out, I know um, there's just an essential point here, which is that you see from this that even the Sanhedrin, 
with all of the Siyad Nishmai they have, and they have Ahrab Lahatos, and they have a mandate from a Pasuk, and they're authorized, um, are fallible. They can make mistakes too. Um, and that's really important, and that really is certain, certainly um, a necessary uh, thing to keep in mind in terms of the context of the establishment of just society. Uh, pe- people can make mistakes, even the Gadole Hador, even the greatest of the great, um, with all the Siyad Shemai that comes with being part of Sanhedrin. Okay, so there's a recipe for how to how to right those wrongs. So those are the ten masechtas. Uh, like so many times, we ask again, like, why is that the structure of the the um, the whole seder? It seems a little bit hard to follow. Um, so again, the Rambam and the Meiri both give rationalization. They give explanations as they go through rationales why it follows that. Uh, I'm very comfortable with the basic notion, which is that like essentially all of the storm just goes in descending number of prakim in each Masechta, meaning originally Nizikim was 30 prakim, Masechta was first, then Sanhedrin and Mako together 15 prakim, came second, and then in decreasing order you have, you know, Shavuos, Edios, Vodazara, Avos, and Harios in that order, as there are fewer and fewer prakim going down, and that's why, for example, Avos comes sort of at the end, even though, you know, conceptually maybe it would have come first. So that's the structure of the whole uh, Seder, and it's, you know, basic overview of its contents. The first our Masechta Bavakama, the first gate, like I said, deals primarily with um, um, damages to people's property, but more specifically now, uh, let me just go through the structure and then we'll end and we'll go in the next recording, the first mission, I'll give an overview of, of the categories of damage. So, um, the first six prakim deal with Nizke Mamon. That means um, if a person has property and it causes damage to another person or his property, how to deal with with that. So that's the first six chapters. The seventh chapter uh, deals with the penalty payments that come along with um, Geneva. When a person steals, so in addition to just having to return the thing he stole, there's also a penalty. Typically, it's called kefal. You pay, you know, a double payment, an extra payment. So once, you know, you pay, if you stole 100, you pay back 200. The extra 100 is for the, it's like a penalty. Uh, but there's certain scenarios uh, where if you steal, like essentially a, a sheep or a or a, or a cow, so you would pay Arba v'chamisha four or five times. The details of that will be um, there in the seventh parak. Then you have the eighth parak, which deals with Chabala. So in other words, that is when a person causes damage to another person. The first six prakim we're dealing with damage to property um, that's caused by one. I should say, no, I'm sorry. The first six prakim are, are damage caused by one's property. Uh, but here, um, in the sixth, excuse me, in the eighth chapter, Parakhes, it's if a person himself with his own hand, you know, uh, harms another person. So it's punching him in the nose as opposed to breaking his window. Uh, and then finally, the last two uh, chapters, 9 and 10, deal with Dine Gazela, the halachas of, of, um, of robbery, uh, in contrast um, to simple Geneva. Uh, which is going to have a sort of surreptitious, secretive stealing of things, you know, pickpocketing and in the night going out and stealing stuff from someone's house, whereas gazela robbery is taken by force in the open, uh, which has different halachas. Okay, so that's that's the basic overview of the Masechta and, and why it's called what it's called, etc. And then uh, we'll start the first Mishnah where I'll explain um, the principles behind Nazik in, in the Torah.